what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. It is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive. Here in the lovely city of Kenston, North Carolina, today is home day. It's Wednesday, August the 9th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 903 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the first birthday game we've had here in about three weeks. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, got some good local birthdays too. So, uh, if your birthday is today, you're probably going to hear it shouted out. So man, uh, glad, glad to be back, uh, behind the mic here, uh, and having John and Jonathan, uh, doing the birthday game with me. Hey, uh, today's show joining us here in our first hour in just a few minutes in our plush, well-lit and heavily protected studio. How about that? I've added another, uh, adjective here to uh, describing the uh, studio here on Whitehall Drive. He's our regular Wednesday guest. He's the car guy with a bow tie, and he's just a good all-around guy. Uh, very, very excited to have uh, Michael Martin back in here. I missed him. Uh, you know, being off and all that, and don't get it twisted. I had a good time being off, but uh, I miss our regular guests, and I definitely miss uh, Michael. So going to have him in here. We're going to get caught up on everything that's going on in the world of golf in the uh, last uh, couple of weeks, I know the Ryder Cup, I believe, is just right around the corner. And uh, the FedEx playoffs are getting ready to hit. And so we're going to talk to him about all that. We're also going to take a look at local politics, too. Uh, when The last time we talked to him, there were still two days left in the, uh, in the filing for municipal elections here in Lenora County. And, uh, sure enough, he said he wasn't going to run and, uh, he did not throw his hat in the ring. So we'll talk to him probably a little bit about that, but going to talk to him about the five candidates for the three seats on the Kansas city council and, uh, just uh, get his feelings on that. So uh, really looking, like I said, just looking forward to talking to my friend, man. Uh, Michael Martin's one of the good guys. Can't wait to get him in here and he'll be joining us here in just a few minutes here on the show. Then uh, in our second hour, uh, one of the local uh, sports uh, news that broke while we were out on vacation was that our friend Brett Kennedy of WCTI ABC Channel 12 and Fox Eastern Carolina, and he was leaving our area after four years. Uh, we've had him on the show here a couple of times. When we did the ACC tournament this past uh, March, we roomed with him uh, in uh, Greensboro, and uh, just uh, looking forward to uh, talking to him. He's leaving, though. I mean, the news is he's leaving. He's going back home to the Kansas City area. That's If you know Brad at all, you know he's a big Chiefs fan. Uh, he, he wears his colors proudly, and uh, they've had a lot of success, too. So uh, looking forward to talking to Brad about that. He has already done over at uh, Fox Eastern Carolina, like I said, uh, WCTI. Got up with him yesterday to ask him to come on the show, and he's like, "Well, the moving van is going to be there this morning. They're supposed to be there between eight and noon today. So uh, we hopefully they're not going to be uh, joining uh, the show either this morning. But uh, we're we're going to have a few good minutes with uh, with Brett Kennedy as he is on his way out of the community, and uh, kind of bittersweet, happy for him that he's got a good job in uh, Kansas City, and I know he's going to uh, kill it there just like he uh, did here working with Brian North. Uh, but, uh, kind of, uh, it leaves a void right here at the beginning of football season of prep football season for, uh, for the blitz with on uh channel 12, but we'll see, uh, well, like I said, we'll just, uh, have a nice little farewell, uh, talk with our good friend, Brett Kennedy on, uh, on our Spence automotive guest line. And that will begin the second hour of today's show. So, uh, like I said, just, uh, pretty excited about that. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into everything here as, uh, the, the, the good looking man known as Michael Martin is walking down my hall here. You know, Molly looked out there and I didn't know what she, Molly, you're going to have to move, honey. 
God. That is her thing, dude. She loves just standing right in the middle of something and make you step, make you step over her. There you go. Very statuesque. But uh, listen, I uh, just wanted to remind you, high school football, we are now down in double digits here, Michael Martin. Nine days away. Nine days away. Uh, we're going to be carrying uh, high school football games right here on 960thebull and 960thebull.com. And it begins with uh, the North Lenore at Green Central game. That will be on, uh, like I said, nine days from now on uh, the 18th, on Friday, August the 18th. Myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, and uh, Paul Whittington on the sidelines. And that's going to be a heck of a game, too. North Lenore and Green Central. North Lenore with a brand-new football coach. Green Central with uh, Jay Wilson and just coming off the great season they had last year and uh, has brought a lot of talent back to. That's going to be a heck of a game, and we will be uh, airing that. That game will air at 7 p.m., but we will have a pregame show for you. Not sure what we're calling it yet. I believe it. we've been the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show for the last uh, three or four years. So, Jason, if you're listening, let me know uh, what we're uh, – but we will have a pregame show an hour and a half before kickoff uh, where we'll talk to all five coaches – in Lenora County, uh, Jay Wilson up in uh, Greene County. We're going to talk to uh, Paul Cornwell over at Aiden Griffin as they begin their season two. And I tell you what, what a great week of uh, games, first week of games. Like I said, North Lenora, Green Central, that's the game we're going to do live here on the uh, on 960 The Bull and 960TheBull.com. But Kinston is at South Central. Uh, South Lenore is at North Johnston that night. Parrot Academy will play an 11-man game as they travel down to Harold's to take on Harold's Christian. And then Aiden Grifton will open their season at Wilson Prep. So, uh, and I believe Bethel is off that week. So, uh, we're going to have a, a lot of fun with high school football this year. And uh, if you want to be a part of it, uh, and I, you need to give Jason Bryan a call or get up with him, get up with me, and I can uh, get you in there uh, on that. The cool thing is Jason's got a package out there already. You don't just sponsor uh, our Friday Night Football. You also sponsor this show, too. At the same time, so you are getting your money's worth for sure. That number is 252-639-7900, or you can visit wrns.com backslash advertise, and you can do that. Uh, just a couple other quick things before we get uh, Michael pulled up here officially here on the show. Uh, just uh, Down East Wood Ducks, they did play last night. They fell 2-1 uh, to one at Kannapolis. Uh, they are now in third place. Uh, they dropped from second to third place with that loss here in the second half. They're 18 and 19 overall, tied for third place with Lynchburg. They're six games behind the hated Carolina Mudcats in the Carolina League North. Uh, they continue their six-game series today at 7 o'clock at the Cannonballers. Then there are six games in Charleston before they return home. Dude, we don't get to see them for another uh, – Goodness gracious, another two weeks, dude, uh, two weeks from yesterday. I go uh, I go out of town. The Wood Ducks go out of town when I get back, so it's going to be about a month between games for me, Michael. That's pretty crazy. That's yeah, it pretty is crazy. pretty crazy. But uh, but anyway, uh, for tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at Historic Granger Stadium. And thank you to the Down East Wood Ducks for being a sponsor of the show. And I tell you, uh, don't forget the Little League Softball World Series continues in Greenville today. And today is a very unique day. Oh, man. Patrick Holmes would be very upset with me if he heard me say that. He, he, I would write that sometimes or a writer write that, and he would mark it up and put it in my office. There's no such thing as very unique. You're either unique or you're not unique. <laughs> it's hard, so, to, hard to dispute that. It is. Well, he's right. And I tell you what, uh, when, when Patrick Holmes tells you something with that deep voice, you remember it, and yet still I went ahead and did it. Uh, <laughs> are you, how about this? Let me try again. And cut. A unique day in Greenville today there, for the yeah, <laughs> Little yeah. League Softball World Series uh, as it continues today at Elm Street Park and at ECU. They're going to play a couple of games at nice. ECU today, too. So uh, be sure to uh, check that out. I know they're going to be on, I think, either ESPN or ESPN2 today also. So uh, you can go out there and check that out. Also, don't forget about the Kinsley North County Sports Hall of Fame. That is uh, on August 19th. That's Saturday, August the 19th. Tickets are still available by going to the Kinston Community Center. I know they've added more tables. We sold our initial batch really quick. Uh, I mean, but I tell you what, Michael, when you've got uh, people like uh, Chris Hatcher going in and Craig Hill and Wells Gulledge and Bill Ellis going in, you're going to sell some tickets. Jeez. i got to ask. I'm putting you on the spot here. You got your tickets yet? I, I do not have my okay. tickets yet. I do okay. not have my tickets yet. Uh, I, 
can I can probably hook you up. If you don't yeah, that, I, up. I think I know a guy. <laughs> you I do know, know a, guy. a guy. You do know a guy. But it's going to be awesome, man. That's a week from Saturday. Clay Croom, Craig Dawson, Daryl Goff, Chris Hatcher, Earl Miller, Charles Shackelford, Peggy Jean Taylor, Don Whaley, Craig Hill, Wells Goldish, Bill Ellis are the individuals that are going to be inducted. And then we've got uh, five teams of 1949 and 1950 Granger High School baseball teams, the 1955 and 1956 Granger High School basketball teams, and then the 1969 Adkin basketball team. All uh, five of those teams being uh, inducted, all five of them state champions. So That's uh, pretty remarkable. It is. Think of what you think about that, dude. The 49 and 50 Granger baseball teams. We're talking – that's 74 and 73 years ago, and they've still got uh, three or four members of those teams who are still with us, and uh, I, that just blows my mind. Think about it. All you got to do is do the math. 1949, 74 years ago, dude, and let's say you got a senior on that team is 18. You're talking 92 years old, dude. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty amazing, and um, wow. That's, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, the history of baseball in, in in this town is is really amazing, and yeah, I think that is um, yeah that adds to the sting of 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 what's taking place with uh, with the Wood Ducks. But did you go to any games over the last few I, weeks? I have, uh, I have not. I oh haven't. man, uh, it's okay. just you're it's busy so hot though. and yeah, work, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know by the time I get away, um, you know between. Family stuff, and you know, Michaela was in Vegas working, and you know, so you just have. Oh, so you're a uh, I, I daddy was, daycare, daddy. I was daddy team. daycare for a while, and look, it, it's awesome. Lily Grace is uh, a, a breeze to care for, but yeah. you know, it's um, but it does create some restraints, and so, but that all is well, all is well, all is well indeed. So there you go. Like I said, the uh, Sports Hall of Fame that is August nineteenth. Don't forget about the Battle of the Badges. That is uh, August 19th to 20th. That's that Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I will be doing some uh, public address for that. I think uh, I think I got John, uh, Shane Albee. Shane, if I've not got you hooked up for that, get in touch with me. Shane Albee is going to be uh, doing some PA for that too. It's going to be a lot of fun, man, as uh, the Kinston Fire Department, Police Department, the Sheriff's Office. I believe uh, some other agencies are going to be taking place in that, too, some of the volunteer fire departments in our area. So that's going to be a lot of fun out at Granger Stadium, August 19th to 20th. And then Bradfest, that is going to be uh, October 21st. at Saturday, October the 21st from 3 to 9 p.m. at Pearson Park in downtown Kinston. The bands include uh, the Something Else Band. That's with our good friend Mickey Weatherington, who's been on the show several times and will be with us. A couple of times before that happens, uh, the Wicked Shimmies. You've seen the Wicked Shimmies before. Uh, the Wicked Shimmies have played at my house on multiple occasions. Wait, yeah. what? True story. True story. The best value entertainment around. The the Dude. Shimmies. Uh, they're, Wait they're a minute, awesome. but but see that's that's a you talk about a humble brag. That's a humble brag. Nah, man. Yeah, the Wicked Shimmies are gonna be playing at Bradfest. Oh yeah, they've played at my house a few times. They that's did. Awesome. They did. They played uh for a Christmas party. They also played for uh Nathan Perry. Uh we did we had a we hosted a party uh to kick off his campaign. Yeah. Uh for city council. What she's five, six, six years, years ago. ago. It would have been uh yeah, 17, seventeen. Yeah. yeah. And uh so they were there for that as well. So, dude, that's that's all, dude you've got so many connections. Ah, uh, yeah, man. The Dew Drops, do you know them? I don't. I don't either. Eight track and then uh, the Mac and Juice Quartet. Mac and Juice, are, they're, they're legit. They're, okay. They're legit. Well, that's the, uh, that's the headliner, Mac and Juice Quartet, and there's going to be an after party at Stanley Saloon with the Mad Fiddler, and there's still a lot. The Brian Hanks Show, proud to be a premier sponsor, uh, the top-level sponsor for Bradfest. And, uh, but there's still lots of sponsorship possibilities, uh, in for those who are interested in doing so. So, uh, there you go. That knocks it out. Let me thank, uh, Lenore community college real quick. They are the title sponsor of ye old Brian Hanks show. Uh, and for 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs lcc has its main campus right here in kinston at 231 highway 58 south but it also has satellite campuses in green county and jones county call lcc at 252-527-6223 visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in kinston snow hill or trent to find out how you can change your life today 
Classes begin August 21st, so just 12 days away. If you want to improve your life, this is the time to do it. Quit making excuses. Tell them, Michael Martin. They need to quit making excuses. No excuses. There you go. No excuses. Get out, get out to uh, LCC, but thank you to Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all those folks for being the uh, title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show, as they have been pretty much since we uh, went on the air back in uh, 2019. So, turning my attention here to... Uh, have you missed me, Michael? Dude, I've missed you terribly. <laughs> I've missed you terribly. I'm not going to lie. Every Wednesday... I roll in here on two wheels. Like <laughs> this morning, I was up early. I, uh, you know, I, I took my time. I was here early in my seat, well before my uh, responsibilities began. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know that I wasn't going to have to, uh, you know, leave the ship on my own with your, uh, did you say, bronchitis. Yeah. It, in fact, uh, it's. It, I'm glad you brought that up. I've, I've been, I've been in pretty. My lungs have hurt. It's it's non contagious. I'm not contagious. I could even kiss you on the cheek and would be fine. I'm not going to. But if I oh, could, yeah. if you're gonna kiss me, kiss me on the mouth. Let's do there it. There you right. go. I mean, wow. Well, that went that went <laughs> sideways quick. But uh, but no, I'm I'm not contagious. I had a COVID test yesterday when I went to the got to go see my good friend. You, you probably if you if he's not your doctor, I bet you know him, Doctor Rupert Jilcott. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Jillcott. Now, I hope he doesn't, he doesn't listen to the show, and if it gets back to him, it's fine. I love Dr. Jillcott. Let me tell you something. Do you remember, and it kind of ties into what happened here a couple of nights ago. You know, you're in a house that was broken into a couple of days ago, right? I did not, no. Oh, you don't follow Facebook that close then, which is good. I mean, but, yeah, dude, uh, I'll tie it back to Dr. Jillcott here in a moment, but we're laying in, lying in bed. You know, I, I got to get in bed early to get up at, you know, 530 or whatever to do the show. So it's about, well, I can tell you exactly because I know what time the alarm went off at 9.45. We're laying in bed right here. Molly's down at the end of the bed, and I'm listening to a podcast. And Linda goes, do you hear that? And I'm like, no, I'm listening to a podcast. She goes, mute that, so I'm muted. I can't believe you don't know this, but anyway, our freaking alarm is going off. It's like, intruder alert, intruder alert. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so uh, I grab uh, my little handy uh uh, I like to call him 38 special, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, go down the hall right here where we're at. I go down the hall and the, uh, door to the man cave is wide open. I mean, all the way open. And I yell back at her, call nine one one, uh, pull the hammer back. I mean, I look like a, you know, a police dirty Harry. I look, uh, I don't know. I, Dirty, I don't know if here. How about Dirty Hanks? Well, okay. you got a little beard working out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Linda said you said something about it. I got to shave it. It's I I haven't shaved since the first day of vacation, so I need to get it. I look nasty. I know it's gross. But uh, so anyway, you know, I mean, I go out on the back porch, and I'm screaming, not screaming, but I'm in a very firm voice. Linda can tell you, I'm like, if you're in here, you're about to get shot, basically, is what I'm saying. I, I cleaned it up for you there yeah. a little bit, okay? So I look out on the back porch. I go through the kitchen. I go through uh, our living room. Sure. I come back through here and there. whoever had done it, it had gone. I got to tell you, dude. Uh, well, we had left the back door to our screened-in porch unlocked, which is dumb. That is absolutely yeah. dumb. The other dumb thing: we don't have a camera yet. We're getting a camera because it's the first thing the police ask us. What did you see on camera? I'm like, we don't. Do you have a camera? <laughs> Nah. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't be telling people. Well, let's not tell people where you live then, okay? Nah, nah. <laughs> Even though uh, you've had uh, the Wicked Chimneys at your house. So, true story. Uh, yeah, true story. true story indeed. Anyway, uh, the dude, the police were here within two minutes. There's four cars sitting out there on the street, blue lights flashing. Our neighbors get involved with it, too. And they told us that there had already been a string of reports of uh, cars being broken into here in this neighborhood, dude. Yeah, so. but, you know, I mean, it, so – cars being broken into and someone coming in your home when you're there that's a that's a totally different well, now my mustang wasn't here okay so because my mustang was in the shop only uh, linda's car was here so we're thinking that maybe someone thought you weren't that, home yeah that we weren't home or whatever well and you are yeah. you are a, a famous radio personality and you know people how many knew people should have been gone for two weeks. yeah I mean, which is stupid i had a couple and, and you know what and they're absolutely right mike 
Yeah, we, but we I mean, put too much of our lives out there. You don't. You really don't put that uh, much out there of it. And maybe I do. And you know, with Linda putting things out there, I put things out there. And maybe I don't know, man. I don't know. But I mean, they it was, think it was random. They do. They don't think it was targeted. They think it was random. Well, but you possible. wouldn't believe how many of my friends have said, "You need to quit putting out there." I and mean, I need, you know, my intro to the show every day is here on lovely Whitehall Drive. And guess how many homes there are here? There's about nine houses here on, yeah. on Whitehall Drive. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I guess I have a a different view of all of that. I mean, I, I think that most acts of that type are random. And, That's what they think too. And in addition. Yes, there are a lot of cars broken into, but I think that the vast majority of automobiles that are broken into are cars that are unlocked. Yeah. I.e., I, my car was broken into. Was it unlocked? Um, it was. Oh. Yes. So, I mean, it, you know, it, and that's not giving an excuse to those who, um, you know, who committed that act but it is uh i do have to take some responsibility on my own shoulders but um but no you know I, i'm very happy to have you back i'm i'm sorry you went through that i'm guessing that the adrenaline associated with that probably kept you up well past the uh the assigned bedtime <laughs> yes correct well you're correct. right and uh like i said listen i said it on yesterday's show i'm glad i get a chance to say it again today Got to thank our mutual friend Keith Goyette Golly. and his uh, Kansas Police Department, dude. They had, like I said, they had officers out here, I, probably in two minutes, two and a half minutes or so. Yeah. But the big one, and uh, I know people are going to think, well, hell, the Keith, the, the the Keith, the Keith Police Department, the Kinston Police Department, they're a sponsor of the show. But uh, also, how cool is it that Down East Protection Center? I'm telling you, dude, I think that's what scare. I know, I don't even think I know yeah. that's what scared them all. Dude, it was piercingly loud. I mean, just screaming, uh, you know, uh, you know, intruder alert, intruder right. alert, or whatever it was saying. And uh, I think that's what scared them off more than anything. Here's what is crazy. I don't mind putting this out there. While we were gone, the whole time we were gone, Scott kept the house. Scott was in the house here, and a lot of times he wouldn't just sleep here in the guest bedroom. He would sleep on that guest or in the on the couch, yeah. yeah, on the couch in the uh, in the man cave. So I don't know. There's several things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for Tom Vermillion, Down East Protection Systems, for protecting our house, which they literally, you know, I know it. Same thing with you. Probably it gets deducted every month out of your uh, out for of sure. your account or whatever. Sure. You don't even really think about it Man. until you need it. And I tell you what, it. it it, it probably saved a life the other night. If it wasn't just mine and Linda's, it probably saved the life of some dude coming down the hall if I hadn't uh, done it. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not going to be this way anymore, Mike, but I'm bad sometimes for just getting to bed and going, oh, crap, did I set the alarm? And, you know, screw it. Nothing's going to, I'll just wait and then get up the next morning and I didn't set it. I can promise you this, dude. <laughs> as I lean in to tell you for here. For the next two weeks, it's going to be set. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's going to be for the immediate future, and we're going to get, uh, like I said, we're going to get some cameras out here too. And that's a scary thing. You ever been broken? Other than your vehicle, have you ever been? Because this is a first for me. Yeah, none of my knowledge. Me too. I'm 54. I've never had a house broken into, dude. No. Um, Yeah, but I grew up. I mean, my dad was in law enforcement, and so there was a law enforcement vehicle parked in our yard every night. And that would discourage someone from. Well, uh, and and there again, you know, (laughs) growing up down east i mean you knew every person that lived in your town so that's also um and and then yeah our fraternity house was breaking into it east carolina but i don't really know that that qualifies it was very unsecure and um, does it count if it's sorority girls uh, looking to hook up uh, well hey that was (laughs) not the case that night but um But that that actually ties into sports. A good buddy of mine, um, Mustafa Rashid, great dude, great dude, Greensboro, North Carolina. He and I lived together in the fraternity house, and he, while was in, he was in high school, um, did photography for the Greensboro Minor League Baseball team, whom at that time had, gosh, this is dating myself, um, Mariana Rivera, Derek Jeter. Wow. That group of future New York Yankees came through, and he literally had, I mean, a picture album 
full of pictures of Derek Jeter all autographed. Wow. Wonder what those bad boys are worth now. I bet they're well, worth a lot. Whoever stole them probably did not oh get my probably God. did not get so the true value. The thing of it was them. stolen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, as college moving is taking place right now, uh that little uh public service announcement to parents your kids don't need to take everything to college with them. Yeah. You know, there are things that um, have sentimental value that don't belong in a dorm room and don't belong in, you know, a crappy um, college apartment or fraternity house. And um, so, it, it, and more so because in that time in your life, there are, you know, countless people that will be coming in and out you know that you're not necessarily dear friends with but friends on a periphery and should something happen um they may value your items more than you thought you did and so that just uh no 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 kind of sounds like what we did on vacation this you know for the time we were gone we were gone for 17 days and dude i packed i'm so stupid dude I, when you go on trips do you overpack underpack over yeah Iver. dude i ended up i don't even want to say i had well we were gone for a while but i had 70 or no more than that i had uh right at 80 pounds of luggage <laughs> 80 pounds mike martin now i'm a shoe guy i mean you know i like that you know especially with us being on the cruise i didn't want to wear the same pair of shoes all the time especially to you know the the captain's dinner and, and all that there so i took five pairs of shoes uh lots of underwear lots of socks here's the thing i didn't factor in because i kept thinking okay i gotta have enough for 17 days but i forgot we can get stuff washed while we're gone too we did it on the ship we did it at uh at Linda's sister's house at Wenatchee, Washington, too. So I could have packed probably less than half of what I packed and not have sore shoulders and all that. You know, but we're all guilty of that. So, you know, yeah, it's easy. It is, it easy. It is what it is. Uh, dude, a lot of things happened while I was gone, man. Uh, I don't even know where you want to start. I know right before uh, we left the open had, uh, in fact, was uh, was was on, on open Eve. When uh, your last visit, uh, just give us a, a nice little recap of the open. Uh, you know, I tell you, Brian Harmon ran away with it. Um, you know, a very uh, under appreciated, under, um, you know, not a lot of media hype around uh, around Brian Harmon, a uh, University of Georgia graduate. You know, the, the Bulldogs are uh, pretty strong in um in the world of professional golf right now uh and and he he performed tremendously and then uh since then we we saw uh Lucas Glover win most recently this past weekend in, Where was that at? uh that was in Greensboro okay and uh, uh you know our our North Carolina tournament that was a a pretty interesting ending uh they had a rain delay with i think four holes to go uh he and russell henley were neck and neck and um you know russell henley just the last four holes had some of the worst luck you ever see after the rain delay he comes out and you know he hits it in two different divots um and, you know, I think had the rain occurred before the round, they probably would have had, you know, lift clean in place in, 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 in place. And, and so that would have given him, um, you know, a break from, from some of those issues that he ran into, but, you know, poor luck ended up you know, not costing Russell Henley because Lucas Glover was playing well, but. Uh, it definitely impacted the outcome of that event. And that was the final event leading into the FedEx Cup, which is, you know, what the PGA. Oh, I want to dive into this. I want to dive yeah, into this. What, what the PGA on. Tour considers to be their playoffs. And, um, you know, the, the big, you know, the big thing coming into the weekend was, um, 
you know, several guys on on the cut line of making the the um the FedEx and Justin Thomas was one of those guys and you know it it was a a great weekend for Justin Thomas in terms of uh how he had been playing leading up to that event he played in you know the two events leading up to the 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 FedEx and um and those are two events that uh, he hasn't traditionally played in uh the uh, the Wyndham is typically a tournament that that he wouldn't have participated, but ironically, it's also the first professional tournament he ever played in. He played in it as an amateur at 16 years old, um, and I think he made the cut. He he played well. Um, he needed to finish, I think, solo seventh to uh, to to make it into Memphis next week. And uh, he hit a chip on 18 for birdie that, I mean, very nearly went in. um, Very dramatic finish for him and, uh, and left him on the outside looking in, which is a pretty interesting situation now as you look at, um, you know, the Ryder Cup situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Ryder Cup That's is on my in list of September. Stuff here Ryder Cup's yeah. in September. And, yeah, when you look at the top six, so these players are guaranteed spots on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, uh, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, <laughs> Xander Shoffley, and Patrick Cantlay. Um, you know, six really solid players uh i think the two players that most golf fans would um you know not be would not recognize would be uh, i mean Wyndham clark and and brian Harmon. Mm-hmm. um uh, but those are the guys who won uh the united states open and the open championship and you know they they obviously offer more points um and then when you go the next six, which would be the team, if you went strictly by points, would be Max Homa, Cameron Young, Jordan Spieth, Keegan Bradley, Colin Morikawa, and Sam Burns. Okay. Um, and you know those six guys are 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 are, are great players. Um, Homa, Young, uh, Burns, and Morikawa are are young, up and coming. Jordan Spieth and Keegan Bradley both have experience uh, on the Ryder Cup as well as um, the President's Cup, which is uh, the U.S. versus the rest of the non-European countries. Um, And then at spot 13 and spot 14 are Ricky Fowler and and Justin Thomas, which would be (laughs) two of the hugest names in golf. and, and, And two stalwarts for the United States Ryder Cup team. And I think it's important to point out that, you know, the format for Ryder Cup is not, you know, traditional what we see every weekend, you know, aggregate score. Um, it is alternate shot. It is. Um, I explain that. that, that so alternate. Like, if you alternate and I are on the, you right. and I are representing America. Right. You Mike and Martin team. and Brian Hanks. Okay. We would be in pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bad shape. <laughs> but yeah, I would hit the tee shot. Okay. Wherever my tee shot landed, you're hitting the next. You're shot. hitting that shot from there. And yeah, and and an alternate shot gets into a lot of different. Um, there's a lot of thought that goes into that and pairing your team, you know, when you've got guys who, um, like Phil Mickelson's a a good example of a guy that for a lot of people would be a difficult alternate shot partner. Um, because he's left-handed. I mean, that, that, that's a, that can be a contributing factor, but more so the fact that he's a risky player. He's a player who takes a lot of chances. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to hit the ball from the fairway, yeah. it, ideally. And so, um, not that I put myself there very often, but, you know. 
but you want a partner who's going to put you in the best position to succeed. And due to a guy like Phil Mickelson's creativity, risk-taking, he's prepared to hit a risky shot because he's accustomed to getting himself out of a jam if, if that risky shot is not as successful as he hoped it would be. So guys who, you know, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth have been, you know, paired together in um, international competition forever. Um, they're good friends. Um, and, and so, you know, that what you have to do now is you're looking at this list and you're thinking, well, I mean, who is going to be paired with whom? And, you know, then you get into, you know, you got a guy, Brooks Kepka, who, as charming as some may find him, um, you know, he. Wait, he is that sarcasm or is that a touch? A touch. Okay. okay. And, um, I mean, just he's he's a brash guy. and um, But, you know, and he's also a part of the Live Tour. Well, everyone else in this team, unless Zach Johnson, who is the captain, were to, you know, do something, you know, way out of left field, you know, I I, I don't see um I don't see another live player. I guess I was just looking at the standings here and you know, I don't think the next highest ranked live player would be Phil Mickelson at 36. And, you know, that that's, you know, not going to happen. So, yeah, it, Kepka is likely going to be the only representative from the live tour on the Ryder Cup. And, um, and when you, you know, you look down to Fowler, Thomas, and the problem that you run into is so. He gets it so the, the top six are locks. The next six, as I said, Homa, Young, Spieth, Bradley, Morikawa, and Burns. Yeah, it's hard to say who you would pull out of that group um to add anyone. You know, it, the safe the safe choice for Zach Johnson would be just to take the next six, the top 12 in points. And, and yeah, no one could necessarily argue with that. Um, but I would tell you that, you know, obviously Fowler and Thomas have been strong performers for the U S in the past. Um, Ricky Fowler in particular has been trending in the right direction. Justin Thomas, uh, he missed, the cut on um oh gosh the the previous event um the the event before Greensboro okay. um missed the cut there but played well in Greensboro but you gotta wonder if those four rounds are enough to propel um Justin Thomas in the eyes of uh Zach Johnson um other players that Denny McCarthy Kurt Kitayama um, Harris English, Tony Finau. Yeah, you, know, you kind of feel like Tony Finau may get some um, some love. He's he's been on the Presidents Cup team. I know before. I think he's been on the Ryder Cup team as well. You know, though, I would think that Fowler, Thomas, Finau, um, Russell Henley, Kurt Kitayama, those might be some guys that get some interest, but it's hard to see. Um, yeah, it, it it's hard to it's hard to picture which of the the you know, the guys that are seven through twelve, it's hard to picture which one of those guys Zach Johnson would pull out. I mean, Zach Johnson is the man who's picking this team. Zach Johnson is the captain. Um I, you know, I don't know. Does he get input from, from the PGA or from other entities, or is this truly Zach Johnson's decision? Uh, ultimately it's Zach Johnson's okay. decision. Okay. Um, I'm looking to see who his vice captains are, um, for the U S Ryder cup team. Um, you know, that is, uh, that's typically, okay. So Zach Johnson, uh, his name, Stuart sink, um, as vice captain, 
Let's see if there's any, been any other guys named. Um, okay, yeah, Johnson uh, had previously appointed Steve Stricker, Davis Love the Third, Jim Furyk, and Fred Couples, and Stuart Sink now now joins that group. So uh, Steve Stricker has captained the U.S. in previous international matches. Davis Love the Third as as well as I'm pretty sure Fred Couples. And you've got to figure Jim Furyk will in the future. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, – there's typically a lot of discussion among those vice captains. And, and you know, there will be guys who uh, who will um, offer advice. Uh, interestingly, um, in previous years, uh, non – Golfers who have uh, been ceremonial uh, vice captains, Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Phelps. Wow. Um, yeah, two guys who hey, have How had, about another? How about a Michael Martin? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be getting <laughs> that call. But, um, you know, it, it it's one of, it, you know, the Ryder Cup specifically is one of my favorite um, times of the year. This year it's uh, – it's in Italy. And, really? Um, yeah. And what's interesting about that is... Are there any Italian professional golfers? Uh, yeah, there are. Okay. Um, but In Italy. Yeah. But um, what's interesting is, unlike, um, you know, the Super Bowl that's played at a neutral site or, um, you know, the golf is something that is played differently in Europe as we see at the Open Championship than it is in the United States. So here in the U.S., um, you know, on a typical week, you know, the rough is not as fierce as it would be at a U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. um, but United States golf is played on much faster greens than – it's typically played in Europe. Um, so what will happen is, generally speaking, is um, the courses that they will play in Europe are going to be, um, you know, styled specifically to benefit European style golfers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you know, American. Golfers generally are thought of as long hitters and so forth and so on, but they hit it a little they're they're longer but less accurate. So what will happen is as you know the Ryder Cup gets closer, you know, the the European captain will meet with, you know, the officials at the uh course that they'll be playing in Italy and they're going to um to get a little anti-american setup and um <laughs> you know and i think it's it's you know all in good fun all you know, it's the way it's supposed to be and um i think that it's going to be uh i think it'll be a great event as it always is and uh you know hopefully uh hopefully our american guys come out on top but i do think that there's going to be some interesting uh it's going to be interesting yeah, leading up to it, Henrik Stenson is the uh, European captain. And what I think is, yeah, Henrik Stenson is a contemporary of the guys that are playing right now. And, and so uh, that, that'll be, that, that, that should be interesting because he's more aware of, you know, it's not like, you know, when Jack was the captain of the U.S. years and years after he had, you know, been a regular member of the PGA Tour. Henrik Stenson um, is, yeah, has been active in the PGA Tour up until recently, not quite as much so, but, um, you know, the Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Rome, Italy, is going to be the, the location. It's the end of September, and I think September 9th if I'm not mistaken, is the deadline for the captains to make their selections. So uh, we got, uh, you know, 
less than a month. Yeah. And, uh, um, crazy is that? Well, here's what's neat. You, uh, told me, you know, it, with it being played in Italy, that's going to make, uh, yeah, the Ryder cup is going to make some, for some really good TV viewing. They're six hours ahead of us. So when they're closing it out at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night there, it'll only be one or two o'clock here. So we'll be able to you know, watch a lot of great, a lot of great golf from uh, Italy. Absolutely. Home. Absolutely. It'll be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So. Very good. Um, Let's circle back. Oh, go ahead. Something you want to add? Oh, no, no. I think, um, yeah, I, I do think that uh, there will be a lot of lobbying by uh, by the Ricky Fowler and the Justin Thomas fans over the next few weeks. And um, it, it, But I think that Zach Johnson is um, – is an extremely conservative uh, captain. Um, he's a quiet Midwestern guy. He is a product of uh, the great state of Iowa, as well as my wife. And um, so, you know, I think you will. Uh, I think you'll probably play it fairly close to the vest, and um, and, and it, it will be interesting to see what the outcome is. I like it, and we'll be definitely getting into that more and more over the next few weeks as they select the team, like you said. And, uh, and then actually with the event itself, that'll be a lot of fun. Let's circle back to and that voice list is Michael Martin. I tell you what, let me uh, throw a sponsor in here. Get, catch your breath there for a second, dude. Thank you to Arendelle Parrot Academy. You love Arendelle Parrot Academy, right? I certainly do. I know you do. They're the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in our region. Located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kenton. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina. In fact, if you are listening to us right now on terrestrial radio, you know what terrestrial radio is, right? I do. There you go. Then you uh, can send your child to Arendelle Parrot Academy. Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenson. And thank you again to David Moody, all the folks over at Lenore, at, Lenore, at Arendelle Parrot Academy for uh, being uh, a sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show since the very beginning. Also, thank you to Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for about 15 years now. Could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for like... My fiance, Michael Martin, uh, well, no, Michael Martin's not my fiance, but like my fiance, Linda Whittington, uh, are going to be very well taken care of. Uh, listen, thank you to Danny Rice, to Jared Edwards and Woman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, do what I do. Call Jared at 252-361-2414, or you can visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North right here in Kinston. That is behind or beside Highland Furniture and across from Sale Automall. And again, two of our day one sponsors. We appreciate them both, Woodman Life and Arendelle Parrot Academy. Let's get back to our uh, our visit here with my friend Michael Martin. And uh, we we jumped ahead to Ryder Cup, which was fine. I mean, I love I, I because of you, I'll probably end up. Well, I'm being serious. I'll probably end up watching a lot more of it this year. I certainly hope so. And the fact that it's going to be so TV friendly this year too, with right. it being played like you said in Italy which I didn't realize that's where it was going to be played till you told me that a few minutes ago. I love when they, when that happens, uh, that, but will they, how will they, how will TV networks handle that? I mean, will they, you have to show it live in this day and age, right? Uh, yeah. And I'm not, um, I, I should have looked at this. I'm not sure how, who has the television coverage for the ride. I'll, I'll find it. Uh, but typically, and, and this was a little disappointing to me, um, with the open championship, you know, a lot of times, you know, if NBC has the coverage, you, you'll see, um, you'll, you'll see the early morning coverage. And, and then what will end up happening is they will, you know, reshow coverage in the evening on the golf channel. Um, and you know, for folks like myself who, enjoy watching it we'll 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 watch in the morning or see you know the updates throughout the day and even though i know the outcome will inevitably watch it again in some form in the evening on on the golf channel um you said it it, it was nbc it is nbc, NBC and the golf channel uh, oh okay this golf channel is doing early. um i will say you know um mike tarico who i think is is outstanding 
Um, and everything he touches, I think he does well. He really does. Um, yeah, Paul Azinger is uh, is who does the color commentary for NBC now. Uh, he replaced Johnny Miller, gosh, I guess five years ago, maybe now. And I am not a fan of Paul Azinger. Um, I, you know, Johnny Miller was a a a, a commentator who was very critical of players, um, and you know Johnny Miller who had some age on him, I could tolerate it because he kind of came off as that sort of, you know, grumpy old man, <laughs> you know, ripping these young guys who were playing the game differently than, than was played in his era. But then you have Paul Azinger who, you know, is in a relative sense, contemporary of those guys who are playing on tour um, at least in terms of the fact that that he was out there and and played a similar style of golf that they did, and you know he's he he just comes off as phony to me uh, in his uh, criticism of players, and you know he just I'm not a I'm not an Azinger fan, yeah. Um, but but you know I think Mike Tirico will do a tremendous job leading the coverage with NBC and. Um, and his partners on the golf channel will will do uh they do wonderful work and so i think uh i think the coverage will be will be great and it'll be a it'll be a good opportunity for you know maybe folks who are not as um as big golf fans to 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 witness a different style and yeah, you know, in my opinion, it's sort of like the Olympics. I mean, the so the Ryder Cup doesn't take place every year; it, it's every other year, and um, and and so Ryder Cup years are different and they're special. And I would encourage, uh, you know, maybe some non-traditional golf fans who are listeners of your show to to take a look. And you know, it, it's um. The pageantry of it, the uh, the interaction with with the fans, the fans, there'll be guys dressed up and you know they're red, white, and blue, or you know the European colors are um, blue and gold, and you'll you'll see a lot of uh, it, it has a very almost college football type feel to it in terms of the interaction of of the spectators and you know, and typically in golf, it's more, um, um, a more dampened spirit. It's not as festive and loud, but the, the Ryder cup and the, these international competitions do, do present a much different look, uh, than, than traditional, uh, than traditional events. But you know, the mentioning college football, um, and, and the similarities between the uh, the the raucous fans, and I use raucous with a very toned, uh, because they're not raucous like uh, like they are at uh, you know these you know college football stadiums, but uh, all this stuff going on with uh, college athletics right now. We talked about that with Panicelli yesterday on, or on Monday's show. We talked about it with Richard Clark yesterday. I don't mind jumping into it a little bit. We've got a few minutes. I, but I got you, you're also our local political guy, too. Right. I just, we've right. got to give a couple of minutes to this before I get – Sure, we, sure, we, sure. Dude, you, just uh, with all the bluster and all the – you know, we ended up leaving the day before uh, sure. filing uh, ended. My point I'm trying to make is – with all this bluster, I thought there would be seven, eight, nine candidates. We end up with five candidates, which, I mean, hey, kudos to them for announcing. But in uh, uh, this is, uh, yeah, no, this is not in alphabetical order. <sighs> anyway, uh, the three incumbents did decide to run. We knew Sammy Aiken was going to run. We knew Pearl Hardy was going to run. And then uh, Felicia, a friend of both of you and I, a very dear friend of ours, uh, Felicia Nikki Solomon, she decides to run again. Two uh, new people that threw their hats in the ring, Barbara Seaforth and Les Lipford. Uh, just I, just your analysis of uh, those five candidates for these three seats in November. You know, they are are, are great candidates. Uh, Les was a candidate when I ran, and, um, you know, he is a uh, 
a business owner here in town. And I think that's an important, uh, I, I think that's an important voice to listen to. Um, you know, he, in my opinion, has a, a huge stake in what takes place here in the city as he owns multiple, multiple businesses. Um, you know, he owns a, a nightclub downtown as well as, um, he has a, a, a used car lot and, um, and, uh, so yeah, I think that I think his voice is an important voice to listen to. I really enjoyed my interaction with Les when he and I ran, um, and, and so I'll be interested to see with he putting his name in the hat again um, if it will uh, present differently uh, this time. Um, and you know, Miss Solomon. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you don't even call her Felicia. I like I it, Miss Solomon. I don't, you know, she, um, yeah, what she's done for our community, I think, is, is pretty remarkable. I, and I think that, um, yeah, I think that she has been a tremendous voice of reason. Uh, she, um, she has bridged, uh, two mayoral administrations. Um, so she's seen two different styles of leadership uh, in that position. She's also, um, as we all know, uh, ran um, most recently um, in the most rec- recent mayoral election against uh, Don Terrio. And, um, yeah, I think that uh, I think, I think she's done a wonderful job. You know, Sammy and and Pearl both have been incredibly kind to me personally. Um, you know, I um I I think it's going to be a really interesting uh I think it's gonna be a really interesting election, but I do think that you know you know, the point that you made about the you know, we had anticipated uh a greater number of candidates um well, I know there were two candidates that had one officially filed, and I can't. Nikisha Williams, I believe, was her name. Yes, or, yes. She had filed, yeah. then she withdrew her filing. Interesting. Uh, I'm positive because she had it up on Facebook and everything of uh, her standing in the Lenore County Board of Elections uh, with her filing papers, and then uh, a coach that I know here too, Clifton Hargett, had uh, said that he was going to run. Huh. Uh, but but I don't know if he. I don't think he ever officially filed. He may be waiting for the next cycle, but. Uh, but I served with him on the Parks and Rec Commission, so I, and he had said it there. I'd seen it in a couple. I think he had said something about it on Facebook, but those were two candidates, and uh, I'd heard a couple other names thrown around that didn't end up making it into making it, and I'm not even going to bring them up since they didn't yeah. put it out there. But that's but it me, just I'm glad. I guess this is what I'm trying to say, Michael Martin, and I don't know how much you agree with me or not, but, uh, dude, I'm just glad we have more than three candidates for three positions. You know what I'm saying? I I, mean, I, I agree. There needs to be... We need a choice, you know? There definitely needs to be a choice. Um, but, you know, I, you do wonder from time to time if maybe um, previous voter turnout discourages... Potential candidates. Can- yeah. yeah. I think- oh, I agree. I agree. I know I remember... Uh, after BJ lost to, uh, uh, mayor Hardy in 20, you help me with math here. I guess it was 2017, right? Yes. Uh, I remember him being just frustrated. I'm talking about BJ. I remember BJ being frustrated because all these people, and I'm sure it probably happened with you too, Eminem. I mean, people would look you in the eye and shake your hand and say, Hey, I'm going to go vote for you. And guess what? It's not real hard to go and look at voter records and see, and you can't see how somebody voted. But Mike, you can see you if they see, did. You could see if they voted or not. Yeah, and there were a lot of people. That's what I'm saying. I know that was a source of frustration for BJ, who put a lot into his race. I, I know hey, you myself, put a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, you put a lot into your race absolutely. Too. You know, and um, I mean, again, why look somebody in the eye and tell them, "Hey, hey, I voted for you," when all I got to do is a couple of keystrokes, and I can see. You didn't even yeah. vote. Well, I can assure you that I did not do that. Yeah. I did not go and look and yeah. see who did or did not vote because, you know, what's the point? Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I mean, you that. know, there, there's no point. Like, and fortunately, in my case, the, um, 
the margin was significant enough that it wasn't it wasn't relevant. I mean to but you know, in the case of, of Nathan Perry and and BJ Murphy in twenty seventeen, the margins were incredibly small and it was a transitional time for our our city. You know, that was um you know, within I think twelve months of um of Hillcrest annexing and no longer being a part of the city. And, 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 you know, and that was, I mean, I I don't think there's any other way to say it other than it was a a transitional time within the life of our city. And I think that transition had a significant impact on, um, on, on how that election went and, and subsequent elections. Um, and, you know that's um that's water under the bridge and yeah. and you know those yeah who, but you know what you threw your hat in the ring and you worked hard and you would have been a hell of a city council person. well, well I, you would have and i'm not just saying that because you're sitting across from me i mean i i you're you're a businessman yourself you you were concerned about this community you give back to this community and you'd have been a good candidate and that's the reason i said those five candidates guess what they're putting their like you did a couple of years ago they're putting their name out there they're putting everything out there it's it's not easy is it no it's not if you do it the right way it's not it's a significant commitment yeah and um and and, you know it more so than anything else and uh, a couple weeks ago i had the chance to uh visit um the temple of deliverance uh church which is uh pastor robert brown um his his church over over in Kinston and um it's not my regular church I regularly attend First Presbyterian Church but um but Bella and Lily Grace and I went and visited and you know the welcome that we received there was tremendous but but more importantly the message that Pastor Brown delivered that day was you know to have a positive mindset and you know he he took the opportunity to to speak on you know, the condition of our city right now and 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 how negatively um we can be portrayed as a municipality uh through the media and otherwise and you know he said but but look at the things that are happening in our city look at the businesses that are they're building here and opening here, you know, the, and he used the Royal Farms gas station specifically. And, you know, that's a huge oh, it is. corporation. And for their leadership to look at the city of Kenton and say, that's a good place for us, you know, and, and you look at some of the other things that have opened and, in recent years, um, yeah, I think that I think that we need to look at you know our city through the lens that investors from other areas do, and see that there are positive things to take away, and that there are positive opportunities here. Um, yeah, that we've got a a, a great. Um, a great number of really good jobs mm-hmm. in Lenore County, um, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of positive things to take away from what's happening, and and there's no doubt that if you want to to look at it through a negative lens, that that opportunity is there too. But there are enough people outside of our city limits that do that with <laughs> incredible regularity. Yeah, that we don't need to do it in here. Yeah, yeah, you know, we need to be positive about what's taking place, and that doesn't mean that that we cannot be critical of our leadership. It doesn't mean that we cannot be critical of the things that do take place here. But those criticisms need to be done through a positive lens. You know, don't, do not sit on your porch and talk about how, you know, terrible this, that, or the other is unless 
you have an idea for how to make it better and you know you missed your opportunity to uh to to apply to to run this time but you know there'll be another opportunity in a couple of years and i'm with you and we've got to wrap dude we're well into our second hour here but i've got to agree with you on that if you're going to be somebody that gets out there and, and i'm not gonna say and criticize you know then also be willing to get out there and and help what you're criticizing yeah. if you if you're invested in it michael martin always a pleasure missed you man I missed you, buddy. I'm glad you're back. Glad you're, and congratulations. Thank you, dude. Congratulations. I, am, uh, I we are. I uh, told you last night. You know, you, when you when you dropped that bronchitis bomb on me, I was like, "Look, yeah. man, don't be don't be pushing this sickness and health stuff too early, man." I mean, you know. I like, well, I gotta say, she's a good nurse. She's oh. a very good nurse. Although I did ask her to bring me a Gatorade about ten minutes ago, and she's not brought me one yet. But I'll forgive oh, her for that. Okay. Whoa, <laughs> you better, you better. Mike Martin, thank you so much for joining us, dude. I'm a man. See you, buddy. There you go. That's Mike Martin, our our Wednesday guest here on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, love you, man. I mean, I love we talk a little, about a little bit of everything. Uh, you're my golf expert, too. Coming up here in our second hour, we're going to be uh, joined by former uh, WNC or WCTI uh, uh, sports anchor, sports uh, reporter, Brett Kennedy. Uh, he is actually moving right now. So uh, it, we've been messaging back and forth. His moving trucks are there. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear him here in our second hour of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.